This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shoponeinfive.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlo-Sita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder. She has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Product Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Snyder, with my highly successful co-host, Mina Kunlo-Sita. Hey, Mina. Hey, Jacqueline. (laughs) All right, my friend, you are successful and you're striving towards balance. And, you know, this is something that you and I have talked about as our business has grown and scaled. Um, Plus, we still have our other businesses. Mina's got her Mm -hmm. product-based business. Mm -hmm. I have my consulting business. And what we have really worked on ourselves and we wanted to share with you today is really that belief that you can have a highly successful business, right? A business that is reaching all those huge goals that you've set for yourself and a balanced life, whatever that balanced life looks like. And we want to talk about that here today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, this is the dream, right? I don't think we're ever you know, not juggling what's happening because life happens um, in business and in life. <laughs> but I think that there is, that is definitely a a journey. Like, you know how people are like, it's, it's not about the destination, it's the journey. Well, this is the destination. You're living that destination. And mm-hmm. so being in that and balancing it, it is definitely attainable. Mm-hmm. And this is something we work on a lot, you know, within our masterminds, for example, that's like our highest touch program. That's the way that we work the closest with product bosses out there. And a lot of them have really big, great, amazing goals for their businesses, but they each have a different way that they're doing it. There's so many different types of businesses in there. Some of them have brick and mortars, they sell online, they do wholesale. They just, they do it in all different ways and they all have lots of different types of products and different things, right? Like maybe they have a pet or maybe they have a big family. Maybe Mm -hmm. their kids are growing and out of the house. Maybe they're single. Um, There's so many different lives and familial or like personal needs in there as well. But we know that they all want to have these really successful businesses and they all also have their own version of a balanced life. And I think we hear a lot of times that like they need more time right? Mm -hmm. They're the bottleneck of their business. They need a team to get things off of their plate. Um, Because right when you're growing, when you're scaling, when you haven't really figured out how to step into that role of boss of your business, right? That like higher level, you're doing a lot yourself. And, And a lot of times the business owner kind of needs to... We've talked about this, get out of their own way and also get out of their own way to have that balance. And so we want to talk about a few ways that you can do that today. 
Yeah. So you start this conversation. Okay. So the first thing I think that we see a lot of times for business owners, especially those have grown because we know that product business owners can grow really up to... I think we've seen they can get to at least $100,000 really as a solopreneur. Yeah. They can. Wearing all the hats, they can um, definitely grow it to 100,000. And then once they reach that level, what we typically see is that they need to bring on help because then Mm -hmm. at that time, they, um, it's another level. They, you know, need to help, need help with like making, or they need help with production or they need help with shipping or, or whatever part aspect of their business. But usually they can act as a solopreneur probably until a hundred, a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Then usually probably that hundred thousand to quarter million dollars in revenue a year. We're talking about revenue a year. They can still, and actually, we've seen people hit half a million dollars in revenue a year with just a couple of hires, right? Just a couple of people. We mm-hmm. actually have somebody who we work with in the mastermind who has a two million dollar business and has a team of three plus her and her husband, for example. So depending mm-hmm. on how the business is and how it, how what it looks like and how it's manufactured or made, you know, everybody has a different type of business. And then we've seen other ones that have had to hire several people to get to multi six figure half million seven hundred fifty thousand like up there. I know these are big numbers. So, but that's leading us into if you want to have a highly successful business and a balanced life, my friends, you first need to build a team. I think that's sometimes the hardest thing. And we see, and we've talked about this, the very first hire is typically either someone to help with production or someone to help with fulfillment. But Mm -hmm. as your business grows into those multi six figures up to seven figures, there's more people in there. There's more people for production, fulfillment, customer service, marketing, Mm -hmm. all the things. Sales. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think too... There's a team that's in-house and there's the team that's out of house. So, you know, there's like Jacqueline had mentioned, there's somebody who makes 3 million, but she really has like the partnership of distributors, right? So that's someone who's able to take the bulk of selling in different places for her, you know? And then there's other people that we've, um, that make all the production in-house. So they need a bigger team. So it's really about like, you know, team and hiring the people that you need, but also knowing what you want in a team. Like what is, what is the word team look like for you? Mm -hmm. So for some people, they never want to have a team under them. Right. And at least like even employees, right. They'd rather be contractors and subcontractors versus employees. Right. And outsource like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like even if it's like a fulfillment person, they don't want someone coming to their house, but if they get bigger and bigger, they outsource to like a 3PL, a third party logistics, you know, company that does all the fulfillment and shipping for them and the warehousing. So I know we're talking like really, really big business here, but let's just try to do it from there and work our way backwards. So, you know, usually you're building in a team and it starts with simply your first hire, mm-hmm. you know, and there is a definite power into hiring the right person for the right seat. Mm-hmm. You know, now the thing though, about finding that balanced life, right? Like by having the business that's driving the revenue, that's hitting those revenue goals that you have though. And to get that balanced life means that the business owner needs to delegate. I think that's a big block. Sometimes we see that people are like, mm-hmm. I need more time. I need more help. But they're not willing to delegate. They're not willing mm-hmm. to trust another person 
to step into a role, into filling a need, taking something off of the business owner's plate to try it and allow for them to learn, right? Maybe they'll make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Maybe they'll do it better than you ever did it. Maybe they'll improve on it. Maybe there's some time back and forth where you're really training them and then they get better. But I think as you're building teams, I think though, as we've talked to a lot of our masterminders and even people who aren't in our mastermind, but they get in their own way because they, they're, they're not willing to delegate. They're not willing to trust somebody else to take part of this off of their plate, which means they're not building a team, which means they're not having a more balanced life. They're still stuck wearing all the hats. I think sometimes this is easier to think of when you're building a quote unquote team for your personal life. Mm. So like, let's say I don't want to do the dishes anymore, but I try to delegate to my husband who doesn't want to do the dishes either. He's not the right person in the right seat. So he does it his own way. I trust him to get him clean. He does a horrible job, yada, yada, whatever. You know. But what if it's like I'm hiring a, you know, a house cleaner to come in and that's their job. They do it. I pay somebody. You know, That's the right person in the right seat. And it's part of the house team. Right. So I think sometimes it's easier to think of it that way versus, you know, because there's so many elements of a business, but you do, like, I'm not going to hover over that house cleaner and say, "Mm, is that how you wash the dishes? I would like you to do it this way because then nothing would get done. Mm -hmm. And I had hired that house cleaner to do the dishes. Yeah. So I think that takes us to the other thing about you know how to have a successful business. It's a build on building this team and delegating is as you're growing your business, you start to allow for leadership and decision-making. So I think that first step is like you said, allowing them to do it. You hire, mm-hmm. you teach and train, you create standard operating procedures, right? You, you, you show them how you want it to be done and you allow them to do it in their own way as long as they're getting the job done well. Mm-hmm. Then you hire... Right. But you allow for leadership and decision making. I mean, that's the thing that all business owners are like, I don't want to answer any more questions. Could you make a decision <laughs> on your own? Right. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Okay, let's go to my husband, right? Mm-hmm. What do you want for dinner? Do you want Brussels or asparagus? You know, like it's like always it's so many decisions. And I'm like, if you're taking dinner, if you're taking over the lead on dinner and you're making the dinner. I will eat whatever you serve me because I'm so glad that you're doing this. And I didn't want to make the decision about dinner. You guys Uh are all getting into our marriages here. Um, (laughs) You know, but like, I'm like, you take it. And if I really have a strong opinion about it, I'll let you know. But you're taking that off my plate. I'm allowing you to lead. You make the decision and I will eat it at the end. And I will love it because I'm so grateful that you made that decision for me. Yeah. So go ahead. I think that, you know, it's easier. We like to think of it as doers and then decision makers. So Mm -hmm. it's like you first start with hiring the doers, the people that can do for you and that you can teach them how to do something. But eventually you will have to hire the decision makers. So, you know, the doing might be, hey, I want Brussels with a side of, you know, I don't know, like Brussels sprouts covered in uh, balsamic balsamic vinegar with some bacon. And then, um, you know, I want some grilled chicken on the side. And then you do it, right? That person is a doer. But then instead it might be, I need some dinner every single night. What can you, what can you cook for me? Then that person becomes a decision maker and they already are making decisions like, okay, I know that, 
okay, she loves corn and, you know, a protein. So I'm going to stick with that, right? This is the SOP. I stick with that. And then I deliver her something, but I'm deciding what I'm going to be cooking. So there's even in the household, different levels of doing versus, you know, decision-making that needs to be done. And trusting that person, if you've allowed them to make the decisions, right? Because then as the... The owner, the business owner, or the person eating of eating the food, I could be like, you know what? I don't love the corn cooked this way. <laughs> Next time, could we try doing the corn a different way? Right? You can give feedback at that point, but I've I've delegated, I've given that permission to make the decisions. I'm letting them step into their role, and I didn't have to do it. And mm-hmm. I think as a business owner, like you said, we go from we go from getting people to do all the things to then eventually really the exciting part is getting people who can make those dec- decisions for you. And those people tend to be in that leadership position. So like, I think when you start to do that, you've got your doers on the team, you've got the decision makers on the team, right? Then you, my friends, in order to have that balanced life are going to get to the point where you will need to step away from doing all the things and trust the team you built, mm-hmm. right? Like I always trusted my husband with my kids from the second they were born. Oh, it well, like, I would hope so. He's the other parent. Not everyone does. <laughs> Seriously? Um, I have heard, there are people out there and you all know you've said this or someone has heard it where they're like, oh, like the husband will be like, I'm babysitting the kids tonight. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do get that. But I guess I've always trusted my husband. Like if anybody I'm going to trust, trust him, but I guess I could see that. Yeah. I've seen people that are like, like the, like, especially like when they're babies, like the, the dad might step away a little and be like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Right. And then Uh then there's a mom. It could be that the the parent, the other parent is like, over managing, right? Yeah. There are mm-hmm. also, it might not even be the person you're leaving to, the responsibility to. It could be the, the leader or the mom mm-hmm. in this situation that might be like, well, make sure that the baby's fed and like calling, calling every five minutes and, and saying like, did you do this this way? And I do it that way. You know, mm-hmm. we're going back to parenting and, and spouses, but it's that it's that you, that you are able to step away. You could go out to dinner with your girlfriends mm-hmm. and trust that your spouse, your babysitter, whatever, is going to care for it and it's going to be okay, right? You want to trust in the team you've built. Yeah, I think this is a difficult one because, you know, like when we start to hire you, the trust trust is something you build, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it comes with time and proving them proving themselves to you. And, you know, being aligned with you is, is a lot of it, you know? So like a lot of times we say you hire for values and you can teach skill. So you do want to hire for some skill because you don't want to teach from the ground zero here. <laughs> but at the same time, the values is what keeps what builds the trust. Mm-hmm. Because you know, as you're empowering them, you know that they have something that's aligned with you. Mm-hmm. So for my husband, his value of keeping the children alive as much as me is very aligned. <laughs> and as you would say, I would hope so. <laughs> But yes, right? Or feeding them so they don't have breakdowns. And mm-hmm. so and so I think that's another big hurdle that business owners like they 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 want that successful business but they can't get that balanced life yet because they also aren't allowing their team to step up, right? They're yeah. not allowing they're not trusting the team to step into they're what not empowering them to make mm-hmm. the decisions. Right. 
And they're not stepping away for a second. It's like when you first have a baby and you go out for that very first time, uh-huh. like that you're first time. You're texting the babysitter, like, how's Everything. it going? How's it going? Because <laughs> you're so hyper aware. You might go through that too, right? Because we've seen some of our masterminders, for example, like actually this summer, a good majority of them went on vacation, good vacations, long-term vacations. And they got back. We were like, what's your win? Because we always like to start our calls with like, what's your win and, and do that. And people were like, my business didn't fall apart. Yeah. Like my business is still running. I made sales. My business didn't slow down at all because they had built teams. They had delegated and they trusted the team they built and they had set it up so that they could step away and they could enjoy whatever part of their life they wanted to enjoy. Yeah. But I will tell you, it's not a fairy tale all the time because some of them came back and they had people quit on them, for example, Mm -hmm. because of the, because is this is the times for real, you know, Mm -hmm. that people are, it's hard to find good help. But I will tell you that in any stepping away, you're testing to see if the business will run. And it's the easiest way to find gaps is that you step away for a minute. So should we like just turn off our phones next week and see what happens with our business? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. Maybe Good luck, not everybody. both at the same time. No, not both. Then <laughs> we really haven't delegated and trusted. Yeah. <laughs> no. And I mean, listen, that's the thing, right? Like I went away and then we, we and then you picked up because we also, both of us are in leadership and we've allowed for... But there's two of us, but I will tell you that even though there's two of us, I know it seems like we can cover for each other, but there's also a harder balance. It's Mm -hmm. like having balancing a bunch of plates, but having another person that you're trying to coordinate balancing with. You know, we're like a circus show. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> like on a tightrope, balancing plates. Can you see balancing us? Balancing like, plates, having like five different hats a piece, you know, and then being like, here, I'll take that plate. You can have this plate, you know? So there's a, you know, benefits and then there's, you know, struggles that come along with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Then another thing that we want you to do is, as the business owner is that you create a blend, right? Like you create this blend of what you want your life to look like with your work. So a lot of us have worked for other people Mm -hmm. and especially pre-pandemic. I remember it was like when I got pregnant with my kids, I didn't want to tell anybody Mm -hmm. because I was afraid like of the response I would get of the um, potentially backlash at that time. Because as women, we did have to slow down. We did go on maternity leave, but we were also, you and I have also been very career-driven and Mm business-driven and wanting to succeed and be really highly successful. But I think even post, well, you know, post 2020, there is this ability now to merge the two. And so you all got to decide like, do you want to be done working at three o'clock to go pick up your kids? And then maybe you come home and you work for another hour. Like, do you want to bring your kids to work? My office, when I had my team in LA, it was an open dog. Like we had dogs. There were four dogs in my office. And so people Mm. didn't have to worry about dog sitting. They didn't have to worry about dog care. Like we would walk our dogs in the middle of the day. It was a blended world of, of what I wanted my business to look like. And so I think that's the same for each of you. You all have a different kind of blend that you, you can and you should incorporate in. Yeah. If you're trying to balance both, I want to go back to like the 1950s man, let's just say, you know, Don Draper at Don Draper was not blending. We're talking about, we're talking about mad men. So yeah, we're talking about mad men. So Don Draper is kind of our like, uh, quintessential, you know, um, masculine 
ad agency guide that very much had a secretary that um, smoked cigarettes back in the day. You know, it, it like very much... Big boss man. Yeah, a boss man. You know, a very masculine version of what we all... What was represented to us on television. And so when he was, you know, doing business, being a wildly successful person, it was split. It was compartmentalized. So he didn't communicate across lines. So when Jacqueline and I, like, I remember just being embarrassed that I had to work from home. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the times I would be thinking, maybe I should get an office somewhere else, even though I'm just a freelancer, you know, taking calls and that sort of thing. But now it's more so where unless you want to be able to balance it, you have to blend it together. So, you know, it's because of the communication. So while we're working from home and, you know, you know, like for instance, Jacqueline and I, even though we're service-based, but even for product-based, you have to get on calls with, let's say contractors or whatever it is. You have to communicate with your family if you're working from home. You have to communicate with your team if your team is working out of your garage. Or if they're even working from your warehouse, you have to communicate with your uh, spouse that you're going to be at the warehouse. And it's just a lot of elements unless you blend it together and you're not, you know, compartmentalizing them. So it was probably, it was... So then, and also because the roles, right? So Don Draper in Mad Men, he didn't do with the housework. He, he had one focus, one sole focus was being the man of the ad agency, you mm-hmm. know? So he wasn't worrying about children. He wasn't worrying about, you he know. He came home and his balance. dinner was cooked. The scotch yeah, was put he in had his a hand. Cocktail, the you kids know? were put to bed without him. Yeah. So he didn't have to buy l- gifts for his wife because his secretary did. Yeah. So <laughs> you, he didn't need balance. He yeah. just had to focus on the one thing. He only know? delegated. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, and that's the world we're in. And especially we talk about this. So we work with a lot of, you know, female run businesses, women really in the workforce over, you know, during the pandemic were the ones that were hit the hardest. They were the ones who left their careers and went home and mm. took care of the kids. And we see, and then, but then so many of them have created businesses out of their living rooms and out of their garages and, and, but there's a necessity to blend. And then we also see the blend between spouses, right? Partnerships mm-hmm. of spouses, creating businesses at home. I know a lot of you have said, you know, you want to get to the point that your, you know, husband can quit their job right. and retire. That you know? blending of roles. You know, so uh, we saw a lot of women leave the workforce because somehow there is this unsaid role of the woman to be the one to leave the workforce. But as you want to get um, a successful business, as you move forward for it, there has to be a blend of the roles because you cannot do it all. You just can't. Or in our case, as we've grown our businesses and we have highly successful businesses and we're striving for balance as well in our lives is with the delegating and the hiring, we're also delegating and hiring roles within our home. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. Like we're like, I have someone now coming to the house that's going to reset my house after the kids go to school. They they will do like house things like house manager. If I need like my upholstery cleaned, I might be able to say to that person, can you call this person? They're Mm -hmm. also going to be the person that picks the kids up from school, does snack and preps dinner. And then mm-hmm. I get to run my business because my husband's going back to Broadway. So he's going to be gone in the evening. So I need this help. I don't have my husband home to help with the kids. So it's the blending and it's the hiring and it's the delegating and trusting that person can help as well. So I think, 
I think it's, you know, it's, it's both and it's business and personal life. And what the things we're telling you about how to have a successful business and a balanced life, all these things that we've talked about up until now could be for business and could be for home. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even my husband, we call it Daddy Academy, but he has he picks up the kids and get this. I didn't even tell you this story. So the kids every single morning they they sing this song. It's the twentieth day of school. It's the twenty first day of school, and so they keep they they did this themselves. They kept track on a whiteboard on which day it was, so they could sing that song in the morning. And then Suri, who's my oldest, she just turned eleven. She wrote these milestones. So she's like, we're going to hit 50 and we're going to get 100 and then it's going to be, you know, 110. And then they're going to celebrate that with wearing like a special t shirt that's like certain color. And they did that all by themselves because they took what I teach. People. I know. I was like, what are and they, I'm your daughters? Glad, yeah. I was so proud. You would not believe. I was like, these are my <laughs> children for sure. Um, <laughs> they took what I teach people in business and applied it to, the silly song that they sing in the morning, you know, so the blend is happening. And the reason why they were able to think that way was because I let them into my world, you know? Yeah. And then I think the last one we want you to think about as you are getting your mindset to the place that you can have a highly successful business and a balanced life. Okay. This is maybe one of the hardest things for business owners, especially those of you that are generating that like six figure, multi six figure, seven figure revenue is that you, my friend, can give yourself permission to enjoy what you've built. Mm-hmm. So we have seen business owners that have $4 million businesses. Okay, we have this one. We won't, we're not going to say exactly who they are, but this person built a $4 million business, a huge warehouse, team of people. Her son was helping her run this business that she trained and she totally trusted him. And she would show up and she'd be there some days and be like, I don't have anything to do, but I'm here because this is what I've always done. I've always come and I should be here. Right. And we were like, what do you want to do? Like, if we gave you permission to enjoy your life while you have this highly successful business, what would you do? And if you're listening, you know who you are. But she she said she had bought herself a Mercedes, a convertible Mercedes. That she was not driving to work. She wouldn't drive to work because she was embarrassed to show it, like to show it mm-hmm. off or to show it at work. So she didn't drive. It's a sad in her garage, but she's at work every day. She also has dogs. And so we're like, what would you do? And she's like, I'd drive my Mercedes on a Friday. I'd take my dogs to the lake and I'd go out that day and do it all. So we were like, you need to give yourself permission to enjoy what you've built. Take your car out on Fridays. Your business is going to be okay. You've built it, leadership, team, all the things. And you go enjoy what you've done here. Because if you all aren't enjoying what you've built, if you're not taking that time to savor it, to to sit in the winds, we all move so quickly past our goals. Like we we hit our goal and they're like, what's next? But but build this in. It goes back to that blend. Like, how do you build it into your life mm-hmm. and 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 allow yourself that time? Which those of you that are getting to this place are probably thinking, like, yeah, I, I yeah. should. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that this is, I'm giggling because we just got out of launch of Rocker Holiday Promotions, of Multi-Stream Machine. Machine, And one of our masterminders voxered us and said, I hope you're taking your own advice of taking care of (laughs) yourself. I think I missed that one. (laughs) Yeah. And I just chuckled at it because I thought she really knows us so well. You know, because we're we're guilty of this too. I think that the easiest way to approach this, because no matter what, like it, you know, Jack and I are a partnership. You all might 
be solopreneurs or you have a small team, you have to put in priorities. You prioritize and you become crystal clear on what your priorities are. But one of your priorities should automatically be yourself. Mm-hmm. It should automatically be yourself. And that's the hardest part, you know, because you, otherwise you're going to wear yourself down. You're going to burn yourself out. You're going to feel like you can't keep up. There's just going to be a lot of things that happen that um, you'll need to think, oh, I should have prioritized myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like in a lot of different ways. We've had masterminders. I remember that one group that we had, and it was a lot of conversation about buying ourselves jewels and handbags, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because in, in, in that group, with those people in particular, they were like, what diamonds am I buying myself or what, mm-hmm. you know, designer bag? But it was, but it was one supporting each other, but also being like, we've built this. Mm-hmm. We've generated this revenue. We have these beautiful, highly successful businesses. And how do we also enjoy it? What are the things we've worked so hard to get? We have other people like this summer, what we saw a lot of our masterminders do is they took time. They went with their families. They took time off and they went away. And they knew their businesses weren't going to crumble. Sure, things might've fallen apart a little. Like sure, people might've quit. Some of them did, some of them didn't. But they enjoyed that time, right? Because they own their own businesses and they can build in their own schedules, which we is a huge had reason. a lot of masterminders pay cash for cars. Oh, buy whole cars in, in all cash. Yeah. Yeah. Or invest in buildings. Or we have a lot of masterminders right now that are renting large spaces um, commercial real estate is kind of the place to be at. And they're realizing mm-hmm. that they could level up and move their businesses into these bigger spaces. So, but but what is it? What is it for each of you? Like each of you have, and, and even if your business isn't in the six-figure, multi-six, seven-figure realm, even eight-figure, right? If It's okay if your business isn't there yet. But I want you all, as we kind of wrap this episode, is to give yourself permission to enjoy what you've built. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not in a designer bag, you know, I talk about like the one time with my life coach, she said like, can you go buy yourself the most expensive chocolate at the, at the market? Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, instead of buying like a, what, a dollar Hershey bar, go buy yourself like dark cocoa with cherry for eight bucks, uh-huh. right? It's finding something that feels luxurious and luscious to you, but also allows you to enjoy all the work you've done and put into yeah. your business because you each enjoy it, deserve it. And it's different for both of us. For me, it's traveling with my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not talking about my, just my husband and my kids. I'd like to travel with my sisters, my in-laws, and my parents, and in the rest of my extended family. So it looks different for everybody. Jacqueline's actually going to be doing her closets, right? Organizing her closets. So it's whatever you want it to be. But I think that it's guilt-free here. You shouldn't feel guilty about whatever it is for you. And you're prioritizing yourself and making sure that that aligns with you. So a lot of times it might be like, oh, I want to buy this. But then you realize it doesn't soothe that, you know, it doesn't feel like it. Like I know somebody who bought a designer bag, right? Um, Jessica Sansbury, who is our friend and she She always posted on social. Yeah. Yeah, she did. And she has a whole podcast episode about this where she bought this, um, I can't remember what Louis type Vuitton. of bag. Maybe it's Louis Vuitton, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she ended up returning it because she realized that once she obtained it, she didn't real. She thought that that's what she wanted and realized it wasn't because in the town that she was in, it didn't make her feel like how she thought it would. You know, So she's like, I actually, I'm always wearing sweatpants and I never felt comfortable wearing this really dressy bag. But I will tell you when Jacqueline bought her bag, she rolled up in there like she was going to Target, like literally 
you know. Oh, no, no. I was like, <laughs> you mean when I walked into the Chanel store? <laughs> like she rolled out of bed like a hobo. It was, I was <laughs> hair not done, no makeup, kind of how I look right now. This is this like beanie on sweats. Like I was not planning on feeling or looking like the person who could afford a Chanel bag. This is my very first Chanel bag that I bought myself. It was, I used to have this on my wall. This was important to me. I said, Chanel isn't going to, ain't going to buy itself is what I used to have. Cause that was mm-hmm. a driver for me, pre-kids and owning a house and all the things. So I finally did it. I gave myself permission to enjoy all the things I built. And I didn't look the way I thought I was going to look when I walked in. I was like, these five people are probably like, oh, this girl... She's just in here to browse, you know? Uh, <laughs> She's dreaming that one. She is she, dreaming. But then I was like, or am I the best person, like the not best person, but like, or am I appropriate to be in here? Because like, I don't need to dress up. Yeah. To just, it's like, it was like, like Mina said, going to Target. It was like the same, same. Maybe Walmart to- in your case. <laughs> I could go to Target and go shopping looking like this. I could go to Chanel and look like this. Right. Um, I know it sounds funny, but I just remember just thinking like how long I waited. Yeah. But it felt a certain way to you, right? You're a fashion designer. It felt very aligned. You could, you felt a certain way, even if you were, you know, not in sweats and had the bag. Whereas I think that with Jessica, she expected the bag to transform how she felt. Mm -hmm. And, you know it doesn't exactly do that. It just has to align. So like there's sometimes like, I'll explain like, oh, I really, really love massages, self-care. I love, you know, the spa. I love the beach. But my idea of relaxation is not the outdoors. It's not camping. It's not going for hikes. Um, (laughs) And other people's is, you know. there's nature or bugs... (laughs) Or anything that's uncomfortable. (laughs) Mosquitoes, you know, no thank you. It's probably like not my jam, you know? (laughs) So, and that's okay, right? Because, you you know, that's not how I seek my, um, you know, like what I want in life. Like uh, the the thing that I want to work for. A whole spa day is very attractive for me versus, you know, an adventure in the woods. And you get to do zip lining. Or Everyone something. here, currently, most people are like, yeah, agreed. But like, but it's the same with cars. Some people value cars, right? Some people yeah. want the fancy cars. Some people want, you know, everybody has a different value set or like the thing yeah. that they find to be their thing. So I think, and in Mina and I's business partners and hitting our goals, we also, there's things we love and do like that are the same. Um, mm-hmm. but also that we have different things that when we hit revenue goals that we want, or our businesses are highly mm-hmm. successful and we're able to enjoy it, that we will enjoy it in different ways. And that's okay too. Yeah. And even so, in our families, right? That balance of our families, for example, mm-hmm. our houses are really different. What we want from them. Um, our, our spouses are completely different, a lot of different things. So I think as you're getting more, uh, successful as your bi- business is becoming more grown up, you know, like you're moving through it, you build what you want. You yeah. figure out what you want, you get more clear on that, and you blend as best you can, you communicate as best you can, you hire the right people, you have faith in the right people, just like you have faith in, you know, hiring the people for the house as well as the business. And then you build what you want, you just you go for what you want, and you become really clear on what that is. And you give yourself permission to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you build yes. that you've built, you give yourself that permission. So 
if you want to be surrounded by other product business owners that are on the same track, that are looking to grow their businesses, that want to have highly successful businesses and also a balanced life, right? And you are making six figures, multi six figures, seven figures. We invite you to apply to be considered to the Product Boss Mastermind. Um, we are accepting applications right now. We're looking for only a select few um, to join this incredible group of people in our mastermind. Um, so you can head to the productbossmastermind.com or click the link in the show notes. Thanks friends. Thanks everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the product boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the Shop One in Five Pledge and Small Business Shopping Directory. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. So head to shoponeinfive.com to take the pledge. And friend, while you are there, check out and shop from hundreds of small businesses in the Small Business Shopping Directory. It's the go-to directory to discover, support, and shop small businesses all in one place. Head to shop1in5.com.